0: Welcome to the Duo Podcast. That's Disney, Universal, and Orlando. I'm Amelia. And I'm Gabriella. We are two sisters who are not so secretly obsessed with all things Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, and Orlando as a whole. We're going to be talking
1: about our favourite rides, our much loved places to eat, how we plan our trips, and our most memorable experiences at our number one vacation destination. Plus, we're going to have a few special guests weaving their way in and out of the episodes. So please do listen in, get involved through social media and enjoy the ride. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to
0: another episode of the duo podcast with me, Amelia and me, Gabriella. And we are super excited to bring you this episode today because it's sunny where we are, and Mm -hmm. that just makes things better and makes us feel like sunny vibes. Yeah, it makes us feel like ooh, we're getting close to I don't know, brighter days. Although although it
1: is saying that it's supposed to snow this weekend, which is really weird. Yeah, super strange. It's Um, really. But I'm trying to
0: ignore that.
1: Then it will be April by then as well. It's supposed to snow in April. I don't remember the last time time that happened
0: I know I think this time last year as well we would I mean we need to double check when we actually started the podcast and launched it because we're I'm sure we're We're near a year now
1: yeah yeah we are and we didn't do an episode last week so sorry about that <laughs> we were things are just a little bit crazy busy and sometimes they get crazy busy um you know what it's like so so yeah we took a little break um for the week and you've got exciting news coming up about somewhere where you're going that's not Disney, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so I'm
0: actually heading, well, fingers crossed, to Costa Rica for work. So my boss is based out in Costa Rica and she needs me there for a couple of jobs. So I'm going to be traveling out there in April. As I said, fingers crossed, I'm going with the flow because anything can change. Yeah. But where I am right now is quite excited and really trying not to think about it too much because it's quite a big... It's it's a big country. Yeah. It's a big new place to go to, but I think I'll be very preoccupied with work and meetings and things like that. So
1: yeah, it'll be cool. But but hopefully during that time we're going to be doing our best to keep up with the podcast. We're going to be recording oh, on, on a different day of the week. But we're, are we still planning on putting it out on the same day? I mean, we can do because yeah, time difference yeah. and
0: stuff. It doesn't really make. A difference for me personally. Yeah. We're so. going to be
1: using the wonders of Zoom during that time, and we may even—I don't know—me and Dad might record an episode without you, maybe, like uh, if that if chance. we feel like it. <laughs> um, so so yeah, so that's like exciting news. But obviously, if um, if things do sound and seem a little bit patchy at that time, then that's the reason why Amelia is, will be on the other side of the planet. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> we keep saying that, but you never know. I'm
0: believing it. I'm believing it in my in my bones. It's going to happen. Yeah. It's gonna, I'm just I, mean, open, I can't really just imagine. open-minded as well. I suppose well.
1: the only reason why it wouldn't happen would be if your test came back positive, but then you would just go out a few days or weeks later, I guess. So, um, so put out the good energy, guys. Yeah. We're
0: on our way to... I think they said it was in... I want to say it's May or June when they're proposing the date for international travel, like in general, like on holidays and things like that, Mm. which is a good sign. And because we know some friends that have trips booked to Orlando in autumn or even at Christmas or even towards the end of the summer. Which is like, hmm, probably not going to yeah, happen, it's gonna but be a bit close, yeah, but we're we're putting out the feelers for you guys, and we we're holding that intention for you, yeah, definitely, so should we get stuck into this episode it's going to be a meaty one, yeah, so today we're going to be ranking the world showcase pavilions from I mean, not from best to worst. it's more like to our personal favorite to our least personal favorite, <laughs> yeah. Now, This will change over time because there are certain things that we haven't done in some of these pavilions which we think will probably change our opinion of those places. Mm. But I wanted to throw out just really three really quick facts, fun facts. Number one, have you noticed that the pathways are red going around World Showcase?
1: I, I hadn't Ish. noticed it, but now that you're saying it, I remember that they are, the if really, that makes sense. That's
0: intentional, because they want to bring out the richness of each of the pavilions' nature.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, And I thought, like, yeah, the the that's lush, true. The lushness of the greenery.
0: Yeah. The second thing is, when you go over the bridge from the United Kingdom Pavilion to France, the idea is you're crossing the English Channel. <gasps> It's meant to be the English channel. Oh my god, it's such a small English channel. (laughs) Yeah, I know, which is why you'll see like bikes and you'll see easels because you're crossing over to France, which again, I thought that was, I didn't know that. super cute. I like that, that there's a bridge. Everything, when you're walking through now, you'll just be, you'll be noticing everything. And the last fun fact, which I feel like a lot of people would know, is that Morocco stays dark in the evening, even during fireworks shows, because it's against their religious beliefs to have light at night. Oh really? To yeah, have like so artificial lighting. At illuminations you'll notice when all of the buildings would, you know, light
1: up, theirs mm. never did. No. And it never way. will. That's really interesting. Oh, that's yeah, there's so many little f- cool fun facts. That's what we was we said on the last episode, didn't we, that we we need to buy a little Disney trivia book for our next trip so we that we can like one. whip it out every time um every time we're waiting in a line or something and then we can fascinate all of the guests around us hmm <laughs> okay then let's go oh, and just quickly as well when what parameters are we ranking these on milps oh
0: yeah sorry so we're categories ranking these <laughs> on aesthetic shopping
1: attractions food and just like general vibe yeah general experience and atmosphere yeah. that's what we're going with and just like Amelia said because we've not done everything in all of the pavilions um, and also even if we had my my vibe like my mood changes about these all the time like I'll position them in different places depending on what I fancy eating in any given moment um or what my mood is so so we could come back to this in like one week's time and be like what we, we need to change that up so just be mindful of that but um but yeah it's, it'll be interesting to hear what you guys agree with and what you disagree with as we move through this so let's kick things off with number sure, 11. Yeah, yeah, from worst
0: But to it's best. not worth. It's, it's, They're you know, all not fantastic.
1: We love all countries in the world and yeah. in Disney World.
0: <laughs> so the first one that isn't our most favourite is Norway. Mm. Norway. And no way. No way. <laughs> and it's actually, it's never... When, when I was younger and when I because regardless of where the country is I was always taken by like the decor and like I'm into really bright stuff and very detailed things Mm. and all that whereas I always found the Norway pavilion just seemed to be a bit like lacking lacking for my personal taste
1: Mm. yeah I'm with you I think um as well even now when I think about the Norway pavilion I can't like I can't navigate my way around it. It's mm. like it's quite like a hodgepodge of like where everything, where the different things are. Um, I've, I've got. to f- know what the food is like. The delicacies. So, or the, so they have the school bread, or as I've got a friend called Oda, she's from Norway, and they call it skulebrød, like Ooh. that. Yeah, and it's like it's like a bun, um, I believe, with a bit of icing on, a uh, custard custard in it, and then there's um, coconut on it. Mm. But it's quite like I actually. I was gonna say I went to Norway and I didn't I didn't go to Norway in real life I went to Austria um but someone said to me when I was there that the food is kind of similar it's like quite um like stodgy and like stewy and Mm. stuff like that but I don't know because we we never we've never ordered the school bread because to me it just looks like very heavy breaded thing um so that's supposedly like the best delicacy in the Norway pavilion um and then they but they do a the troll's horn which i really want to get one of which is like it's basically um i believe it's like a puff pastry a little bit like a well yeah like a, a puff pastry mm. <laughs> with like um like sugar crystals on top and then it's got like filled with custard and cream and that looks really nice cuz i'm really into cream cakes but again it's a bit like i could get a cream cake at. Morrisons in the UK, and I don't know as it would be massively different, but that one is supposed to be the horn of a troll. Um, the one thing that I will definitely say with Norway was that when we used to go on Maelstrom back in the day, Terrible. that was like a must do for us in Epcot way back when. Um, so Norway would have been higher on our list then, and Norway will most likely be way higher on our list next time because. I really want to do the frozen dessert party in the Norway pavilion where um you get like all sorts of frozen themed desserts and there's a cheesy fondue and you get priority viewing for the fireworks and you get a fast pass for the frozen ride which That's we've brave. not done yet. Mm. So I do think that there is a lot a lot for people like in the Norway pavilion but just for us at the moment it's one that we tend to like nip to the toilet in and then yeah, keep oh, on yeah that sucks
0: isn't it being the pavilion
1: that people the toilet the toilet break oh <laughs> so bad but yeah so so I'm I have high very very high hopes for Norway for the future but that's just where we're at for right now
0: number 10 I was quite surprised that we've ended up with this as it is and I almost feel like I'll probably want to change this actually we have gone for Canada mm-hmm. the Canada pavilion and it's and it's kind of shocking, even saying it out loud, because I do really enjoy walking through the Canada Pavilion, and I also enjoy, on food and wine, the filet mignon. Flame, Flaming I knew you were going to say that <laughs> say it every single time. And it's just so funny. the bacon and cheddar soup mm-hmm. as well. And they want some good beer as well. And also, they used to do the entertainment off-kilter.
1: Oh, used they to. were so
0: good. Off-kilter were like this Canadian folk sort of yeah, band that but was they almost verging like, on Irish <laughs>
1: yeah they just they covered so many cool songs and my favorite was when they would do whiskey in the jar yeah that was like one of my favorite covers ever um and yeah that was when when off kilter were there Canada was much higher up my list because I'm I'm with Millie to be able to go and get grab a beer and then grab um well on that's on food and wine where you can get like poutine Canadian poutine um and the cheddar cheese soup mm. the cheddar cheese soup for me was better when it didn't have bacon in not because the bacon like takes away but for me the bacon doesn't add to it and oh it makes God, it it, does. it makes it not vegetarian so mm. it make whereas it before it was a veggie option so i'm a bit i was a bit frustrated about that but um with like a little the do like a little pretzel roll that you could dip in it and yeah nice beer like i already said like would it was a nice way to spend some time um, but I think we only ever did the Canada show like once in our, on one of our yeah. first trips and um, and we were kids back then and we weren't really interested um, in
0: it. And we've said before that we think the shows are good they just need an upgrade. Yeah. All of these sort of like Impressions de France Reflections of China, or Canada they could all just do with a bit of a
1: like a tech upgrade really like make them make them more hd make the colors pop because i think the content is probably good it's interesting to like learn about countries and the canada one it's got um it's martin short who is um frank of Mm -hmm. father of the bride which you guys if you've not seen father of the bride you so need to watch that movie and the second one so amazing such great films
0: especially if you're like a dad with a daughter yeah because it's or just... if you're a
1: daughter with a dad <laughs> <If you're... laughs> yeah <know that. laughs> and it means it they're just they're really like heartwarming films from like the good old days um, and strangely they play the music from father of the bride in the line for soaring they we, do we never worked out why did we no
0: i think it must just be that it's like father of the bride was probably made in a Film company that works within Disney. Yeah, I'm assuming it must like just be the, that
1: the composer that created the music for Sorin also happened to create the music yeah, *Father of the Bride*. So like, good. let's throw that in there because it's a good, it's like good music. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we we need to try it again, like the show again. But at this point, again for me, the Canada Pavilion is one where we always kind of stay on the outskirts rather than like going in like a diving in to the space
0: and I think taking away the actual food store during the food festivals if you were to take that away then there's not a lot that we do in that pavilion
1: yeah we haven't even we haven't eaten in the the restaurant which is what's the restaurant called do you remember it the name of it oh my gosh I know I'm having like a total brain brain melt here um but there's it's one of the higher end restaurants and it used to be like really highly rated And I think it even, it may still be worth two dining credits because it's like a steak restaurant. Le Cellier, So it's like, Le Cellier is supposed to be like in a cellar. Hence, like why it's dark whenever you see pictures of of it. It's quite dark. But I think now... I I would like that though. I know
0: Dad said that he thinks he'd be too... Um, just not taking away the pandemic he's like I don't like to be close to people when I eat anyway Mm. regardless of everything and because it's dark
1: as well it might feel a little bit claustrophobic for some people yeah but I think if the the little filet mignon on the food and wine festival is anything to go by then it's probably incredible that restaurant cuts like butter
0: Mm. (laughs) so moving on to our number nine we're about to disgrace our nation. <laughs> and so, United Kingdom.
1: And I think... If we weren't from the UK, I think that we would love the UK Pavilion. I think that Americans in particular, like, adore it there because of the little gardens and, like, the band that play, because the band that play, the, the band that play um, there, or used to play there, I don't know if they're still there with the um, with the cuts and things, but they do, like you know UK classics like UK hits like the Beatles and some Oasis I think they do and like other bits and bobs of British music and you know you can also see Alice there and Winnie the Pooh is in that area sometimes or used to be Um, I think we saw Mary Poppins in that area once as well and then there's the pub which you know American people love the idea of going to the pub and tea you can buy lots of tea there's things that annoy me about the UK pavilion.
0: And Go I'm gonna start with the entertainment because the entertainment area, I understand the want the desire to make it look like an English garden, but because so much so much of the other spots are pretty much like typical English, I would have loved if in the garden they made it look sort of like a festival because mm. festivals I think are very much part of like modern British culture because there's festivals everywhere. And the people, the band, it so used to be... So you want a muddy field. Don't want a muddy field, <laughs> but I want, like, a Glastonbury tent at the end instead of, yeah. like, what do you call those things that, that are in the middle of the park? With oh, yeah, before. like a bandstand. That's the like one. A, and another thing mm. that annoys me is that they used to have, like, these guys pretending to be the Beatles, which was fun, and they did classics. Whereas now, either either they've got guys... Either, either they were always American who were doing mm. it, and they've just decided not to do their English accent anymore. anymore. Or they, they now just use an American band because there's an American band that is speaking and talking mm. to you and they're not doing just British classics. It's kind of like, you know, all around yeah. rock. And then with the pub, I think a pub that doesn't serve an English roast and, or a
1: fry up yeah, <laughs> an English breakfast it's just not typical British to me yeah it's I know what you mean and I think as well that with with the pub because I had a friend Christian that used to work on the pub there when when we were doing our programs um and he uh, and like a few times we went we were like oh let's go and visit him and like we'll go and eat and we'll have a drink um but it's so crowded in there Mm. like it's really and I know that like I hate to sound like a total old person being like oh it's too crowded and loud but like you know it, yeah, if, I suppose English a good English pub is crowded. Like it makes sense. Mm. But like if I'm at when I'm at Disney, I want to like I want to kind of be able to sit and chill and like if I'm going to be spending easily two to three times as much as I would spend in an English pub in real England, mm. then I want to I want it to be a nice experience. But I know that you can sit outside at that pub and apparently it's really good priority viewing for the fireworks as mm. well. So that might be an option. But then we've also ordered from the quick service as well outside in the past we just had like fish and chips to see you know how they measure up and it was so much more for me it was so much more batter than it was fish um that it didn't it it was just yeah it was just felt tasted really bland um I know that they do a vegan fish and chips there Mm. and I'm pretty sure that I tried it on a trip like not the last trip, but the previous. I trip. think I remember you trying it, and it was good. And it like when I say it was good, it was as good as the fish and chips is there, which is not great, but that that's kind of good going, you know. Like um, that the vegan option is as was as tasty as the regular option. So I don't know. Maybe it's just because we're English. Again, if and as well, if we were like souvenir buyers and we were not from England, then there's quite a few nice. English-style souvenirs that you can buy there, but mm. it's just a bit of a flop mm. for us.
0: Yeah, I just think it just needs a bit of an update with some modern culture rather than just heritage. But like you said, we're from mm. England, so maybe that's why we're saying it. So going on to our next one is Italy. Mm. That Now, Italy is beautiful as a pavilion. I really like looking at it, and I like going through the shops, but we... You know, I think we were, on a, we were talking to Dad about. I oh no I was talking to Dad about this last night about how, when it comes to like eating pizza or Italian food, oh, I feel food, like I know what you're gonna
1: say because I've said this to Dad and Dad said this to me. This is like we must just be Chinese whispering the same thing.
0: I think it's just he was just saying like,
1: I don't want to go to Disney just to. I don't know what's he. Say? What's so the way what, he says so it? So what we've been saying it, the way that me and Dad have been saying it to each other is if i'm going to eat italian food in in florida oh, yeah. i'm going to go to olive, olive garden, garden. <laughs> because it's so delicious mm-hmm. like the olive garden it's a restaurant if you're not familiar with it it's a restaurant off property it's a chain restaurant you can access it all over the u.s um the food is super delicious mm-hmm. it's like really customizable as well There's it's like, never let us down to it's never, never once <laughs> let us down like um, the you know there's loads of items on the menu, but you can also like build your own dishes, which is really cool. Um, the prices are phenomenal. You often get like free wine because they'll just come around throughout the meal and be like, "Oh, do you want to try this wine?" And they'll easily pour you like half a glass of it. Um, the staff are always great, really breadsticks, efficient. Salad. Yep, you get breadsticks and salad at the beginning of your meal before you've like. I think it's like just as soon as you've ordered, basically they bring it straight over and it's really good. They have amazing like lunchtime offers as well, where it's like soup, salad, um, and breadsticks for like dirt cheap, um, unlimited. And there's like eight different soups you can choose from. It's just so good that like, the, to me, it doesn't make sense to go to an Italian restaurant that's going to be really, really expensive on property um, when a lot of the Disney Italian restaurants are not very highly rated as well. So that's not to say that then that they're no good and I think like you know if if you're comparing them with other places in Disney that are amazing then that's probably why they're not as highly rated but
0: and all that said the is meant to be really delicious and I've had it in the back of my mind that I'd love to try it there but I think when we're on a on a family trip I mean there's so much to do anyway, mm. and it's hard to make time for something. But I feel like I would take myself on like a solo date to an mm. or maybe, you know, if I ever find a partner, I'd probably drag drag him there too. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that would be nice. And also for Flower and Garden, I love what they've done in like the piazza in the center I where you there's, there's like a raised level, like steps, and they've covered it with flowers and that mm. looks lovely. And when we've been in the shop before, and gone through we've never bought anything because i've all the makeup is like a gajillion pounds for mm. just one one lipstick or something so it, it looks nice and i feel yeah. like the aesthetic is very on point but for
1: us we've just not really gotten much out of it mm. i think it's uh, like you said if if you were on like a romantic date night or something then exploring the italy pavilion and we'll talk about the france pavilion in a bit as well i think that's probably like the the a nice sort of setting for it um i don't think we've ever even had gelato from it from the italian pavilion before no we've had just... prosecco
0: yeah on our last trip on that really hot day we stopped and got a glass of prosecco which is really nice mm-hmm. like italian prosecco is really lovely and bubbly and yeah. perfect
1: we saw um on uh, what's it disney fairy tale weddings a couple got married on the italian pavilion i think was it the italian i think so yeah i think it was like right in front of the um like fountains there's like fountains Mm. up there
0: if you've not watched that on disney plus guys watch it we we binged it during the first like two weeks of lockdown and we were so sad because we realized like oh wait this is one of the things that will come back in the slowest amount of times because of weddings and stuff but it's so good and then listen to our episode two of the podcast where we talk about our our our, fairy tale fairy fairy tale
1: weddings (laughs) but yeah so uh, yeah italy is just a bit not fantastic but it's also a nice one to just sit and chill like by the fountain with if you've got a gelato or a prosecco so Mm. it can be a nice like pause to the day moving on to germany which
0: is we're getting we're getting close to the halfway point but this is still on the level of like our least favorite. Mm-hmm. And for me Germany it's the same type of effect as it is with Norway in that I'm not as drawn in by the aesthetic of it mm-hmm. and the atmosphere. However, the schorhofer is what brings this up for mm-hmm. me because there's nothing better on a boiling hot day than spotting a gorgeous Schofferhoffer beer. Mm, which is which is a grapefruit they. beer and it's like really low percentage like 2.5 percent as much as like a wkd or a smoke <laughs> or five. and it's made from real grapefruits and grapefruit juice so it mm. tastes
1: super fresh it's really easy to drink quite a light a very very light yeah. beer i'm not a beer drinker at all it's like juice, and i it? love it yeah it's so so nice i really like it really really refreshing um so, for you, it was the Schafferhofer that brought Germany up. For me, it was the Werther's original shop, Caramel Kucha. Um, Because that shop, it's like, as soon as you get, I don't know, within, like, 20, 30 metres of it, you can start to smell caramel. Mm. And, like, it's, like, sweet, buttery, ooey-gooey caramel. And, and then you think, like, oh, it smells like caramel. I wonder if they've got, like, caramel corn. Mm. Um, and... And then you realise that this, it's a whole shop that's, like, built with caramel in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's got so many options. Um, just like the pastry cases at, like, Main Street Bakery or, well, any of the other pastry cases around Disney World. Um, they've got pastry cases, but they, like, there's loads of pastry cases and they are all full of, like, caramel produce so everything from like there's various different caramel apple options there's like rice crispy caramel treats but then there's things like bacon caramel chocolate slices and they are dad's dad's had that a couple of times and i've had a bite it's so so good i've got to get more next time oh, oh my do god and then they've got um you know some regular like fudge type of things and like toffee different flavors of toffees different flavors of fudges different chocolates and all the rest and then you can also so with all of those things they're all fresh in the pastry case so obviously you're gonna have that and eat it that day or take it home for a, like eat it a couple of days later but you can also buy like prepackaged goods as well to bring home back to the uk um and it's i don't know it's you know the whole like it's like being a kid in a candy shop mm. i get it when i think when i think about that for me that is a part of the experience the line is usually quite long but it moves Quickly. reasonably quickly mm. and while you're waiting in the line you like walk past the pastry cases so you can see everything and you end um, up picking more stuff <laughs> yeah but it's worth it it's, oh, so so good it's a good place if you're on a disney dining plan to use up some snap credits if you've got snap credits left over because there's a lot of a lot of the things in the cases count
0: i'd love for them to do some kind of like uh, what's what do, what do you call it when it's a really expensive restaurant you know how signature dining yeah because i used to work in a bar and kitchen in manchester which was it was all based on like alpine and german Mm. and things like that and their food was like signature food and it was really 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 good food but you'd never not that you'd never think but you wouldn't immediately be like hmm okay what would be like signature dining for the Mm. food but they had like pork knuckle they had this amazing cheesy potato which was called like it began with noodle
1: no it was like schmork
0: Schmo- I can't remember what it was called I was
1: thinking about the because um, they do a really good mac and cheese by the look of it I've never tried it mm. in the Germany pavilion that's called something like schnudelen mm. or something and it, it's like you get like a slice of macaroni cheese mm. but I've seen it on other people's vlogs it looks really good
0: yeah so they have they have that obviously and they they have this really delicious potato that's got truffle and truffle oil and cheese and all this goodness mm. and so in my head i'm like there's definitely more that they could do food wise because i think they just do the bug standard like pretzels and sausages which and bratwurst sorry which is great mm. but think outside the box yeah think outside the standard maybe it's to. again
1: a little bit like with the uk pavilion where they've just kind of gone a little bit too obvious with mm. it but I don't know because, again, on that trip when I was in Austria, which is near to Germany, I just I didn't really enjoy the food that much. I found it really heavy and stodgy. Mm. So I'm not a huge uh, sausage fan, <laughs> um, bratwurst fan,
0: but yeah. So if anybody's I don't know. been there for food, let us know how it's been for you because I like sauerkraut. I'd be open to trying I like something. Sauerkraut, like yeah. it's good for your gut. So give us a give us a shout if there's anything that that's made that the winner for you mm. so going on to the midway point and we've gone for United States
1: mm. which for me I want I wanted the United States to be further down the list because I just you like, see I
0: wanted Canada to swap places with Italy as well when I remembered about the food but yeah I know yeah, what you yeah there's
1: the, there was another one where I felt the same as well but I don't about wanting to change something but anyway um because yeah for me the United States Pavilion is only really worth going to if there's a, a band on, like a good band on the um, American Gardens Theatre, is it called? American Garden Theatre. Um, and like, even during the festivals, I look at the lineup of the different performers, and there's usually only like one or two max that I'm like sold, like, I really want to go and see. I think they had Hanson one year, that was massive. Um, I really wish that I'd seen them because mm. I love Hanson and Boys to Men usually perform there. It's like they've almost got a residency at Food and Wine. Um, and then we saw who was it? Supertramp, the, the lead of, singer. From yeah, that was really, really amazing and worthwhile. But apart from that, I'm just a bit like we can just walk on through. You see. There's a lot of redeeming qualities to the pavilion because
0: the bit that lets it down for me is that there's not much... I guess because they've got Main Street USA, and Magic Kingdom and also Liberty Square, mm. that's their version of like, okay, this is what our old America looks like. Mm. Because in Epcot, obviously, they have the massive theatre which mm. is used for the show, the American Adventure show. But other than that and the stage, there's actually no kind of
1: setup is that theater supposed to be the white house yeah i think is so because i was I gonna think, say i've never point. noticed if that's what it's supposed to be yeah i um, think so when, and if it is it's never been obvious to me but now but I'm maybe thinking, it's I'm not like, maybe i wouldn't be
0: surprised is. if there's a reason why they can't replicate the white house oh. i think maybe it's not but i do know that Club Thirty Three, Epcot's Club Thirty Three, mm-hmm. is is there now, inside Which that building. Which is like building. a secret club or yeah, something. Yeah, it's this super secret, really expensive. Costs you like hundred thousands of dollars to be a member there per year. Uh,
1: yeah, so and they I have one. I, I don't like that. It's I don't like creepy. the vibe of it. I find it really creepy. I don't know enough about it, but I do find. Um,
0: I feel I feel a exclusive. bit of like my
1: mom's energy coming coming through there of like what's, what's it, what satanic <laughs> satanic rituals are being carried out in that place but maybe I'm wrong but you know but as
0: well like I was saying with the the America pavilion I really love the refreshment port where you can get different types of poutine yeah that's Dad massively loves, redeeming because the is so good. They've had the lobster rolls in the past, which have gone through phases of giving you loads and loads of lobster on the lobster rolls, and sometimes they don't give you enough. But generally speaking, they're really tasty. Mm-hmm. Regal Eagle, which we've not been to, but there is nothing but brilliant reviews for that place. So yeah, that's, and you and a Dad are going to love, love that 100%. Yeah, and they have, like, vegan smokehouse oh, stuff as well. Really good vegan options mm. there. Yes, they've got the the Stage. I know that a lot of people are into Voice of America. Which isn't really my thing, I'm not really into a cappella. I'm into a <laughs> cappella but not like the sort of songs that they are doing. Yeah. Um, it's quite intimate as well because you're in a room like and everyone sits on the floor and watches these six people standing up and you're looking up and you're like, Well no one can
1: leave because yeah. <laughs> it feels awkward. I'm just thinking about like what like what Walter would be like in that sort of setting. We're all sitting on the floor and listening to these singers and Walter would be running around like crazy. Oh, yeah, like people crazy. have mad respect for these people. You don't want to breathe until they're yeah. finished. Oh, my God. I feel I would be on pins. I think as well the candlelight processional thing happens in the American Pavilion, doesn't it, yeah. um, at Christmas time. Which so we did catch on weird. the last
0: trip. And the lady who was speaking mm. was Leah... I can't remember. Sol- Solange. I believe Sol- it was, Yeah. 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 who if you don't know who she is she's like sung and spoken
1: for many of the Disney films like Mulan I think she was the original Eponine and um, Les Mis as well oh, wow. Although, you, oh, yeah. if you're listening yeah. to this and you're like she's so wrong about that then just tell me but I f- I feel I'm reasonably she, confident. I don't know if she was
0: the original but she's, bit, she's deaf over the She was. I think she
1: was the 10th anniversary one the one yeah. that was on the 10th anniversary but again I may be wrong but yeah she's, she's done loads, she's like voiced loads of cool things so that was it was cool so there's a, see that. there's a lot of redeeming qualities for the america pavilion american the, dream i don't think you mentioned maybe american you did Dr- dad's favorite I, drink i don't know if i did and funnel cake if you're into funnel cake then yeah they've got the food
0: and the entertainment probably down but it's more just the atmosphere can
1: just be a bit like womp, womp. yeah the vibe isn't as strong there i would say but then maybe that's just because because we're already in the United States. They don't need to like big up the vibe as yeah, much. Yeah, like maybe
0: if they had more of an era, we'd be like, oh, they're so cocky. Look, yeah. <laughs> they've got their you, you know the parks in their country, and they're doing this. So yeah. So next up is the China Pavilion. Mm. We're getting close to you, our favourites. So we we love the China Pavilion. Yeah, the,
1: this is this is one where we'll probably we probably spend the most time like looking through the the shops and things um on previous trips as opposed to it just being a whistle stop like or toilet toilet gap Mm. (laughs) whatever um and and we've been to nine dragons restaurant a couple times um once as a family i think we went actually and then once i went with my friend andrew and i have enjoyed it like both times the food's been really really good um, the restaurant looks nice nice as well and all the rest. It kind of, I suppose, to an extent is a little bit like with the Olive Garden thing we said about Italy, is like, is the food that much better than it is in the food courts um, at the shopping centres in the US? Maybe not. Um, and they rush you through your meal, like really rush you through the meal. But I think that may be a Chinese thing because we've had that same experience in um our favorite restaurant in Chinatown in London uh, they rush like crazy through there as well to the point where <laughs> like little side note um, I went with my ex for dinner there once um, I got up to go to the toilet and they moved my chair to another table like in the time that it took me to get back they were like oh we thought you were finished because I was like mm-hmm. halfway through my food and I put my knife and fork in a specific way so he's still sitting there and they went and took my chair and put. <laughs> Put it on another table but anyway um it's probably their efficiency yeah <laughs> they're like, oh, they're they're like, like super efficient and they were s- they were like really apologetic like they're really i think they're just really nice p- kind like culture um but yeah so the vibe though at the can at the china pavilion is super strong it feels very chinesey it feels like you're in china at least we think it feels like that <laughs> I really having like never it, been to china
0: the quick service has has some really amazing options as well so you can get your classic chow mein and mm. get some gorgeous wontons and prontos. i love like snacky chinese mm. food and the actual aesthetic the decor of everything the beautiful trees and the zen gardens and i believe at the m- most recent food and wine that we went to or might not the be that we went to, but we've watched it so much on people's vlogs that we feel like we've been to it. I think that there's a snack, a dessert snack you can get where you make your own Zen garden mm. with some kind of chocolate Oreo crumbly thing,
1: oh, which I love. I the love that The food and wine stall is always really good. You yeah. get, what is it you get Black that. pepper shrimp, got one. it,
0: noodles, got to get that. And you've got to get the dumplings mm. chicken or pork dumplings
1: oh god they're so delicious I think they often have a Bao bun on there as well they, they do I just on... don't mention that because I don't like, bao See, buns. I, like I, I like me a Bao bun like only in the portions that you get at food and wine I couldn't have more than two baobuns buns at a mm-hmm. time or more than one big Bao bun um but yes yeah, so they're really good and the performers as well are really good like we never like this is one of the things where we've said on our, was it our last episode where we were like, things that we've taken for granted in the past. Mm. And we never like stop for very long to watch those performers, we'll stop for like five minutes and we'll just be like, oh wow, cool. And then we just keep going. But they are really, really impressive. And you can get some really cool pictures because you've got um, that, I, w- I don't know what it's called, like I'm not a, a very good with the geography, or history, or culture of China. Large Chinese structure. Yeah, the large Chinese structure, um, which is in the background, and then you can get a picture of, like, a little girl stood on, like, ten other little girls' heads or something with with, with that in the background. Oh, my God. And it's really, it makes, I've seen some really cool pictures. That's another one, as well, that's been on Disney Fairytale Weddings, um, the Chinese pavilion, and they had the big Chinese dragon come out, mm. which was really, really cool.
0: Like, through the, they did, did it well. I think the... The family because they were Chinese they did a blessing to inside the big temple where mm. there's like a, a, a god there mm. which was really really sweet I love yeah. that episode so I like that area I do and it gets some really nice sun in the day as well so if you're looking for somewhere to tan yeah. and get some good
1: pictures then that's
0: that's a good place for it
1: and we've we've not seen that show in years and years and years so we can't really talk about it. Which show? Isn't it not Reflections of China?
0: Oh is yeah that... Reflections of China, we've yeah, not seen it. We've
1: not, I, th- I think maybe on the first trip we saw it but not since then so same applies as before. So
0: now we're heading over to France for our number four where we're really getting down to the wire and I love France. I think dad says that France is his favourite because mm. he loves walking through. I think like in some ways dad really has a soft spot for Parisian things mm. and he loves this location purely because of how he feels when he's walking around it yeah and I agree like one of my favorite things to look at is when you're walking past chef of France is that the one? Mm-hmm. And it's literally, you know, it's kind of below level yeah. sort of how they how it it's would be. It's really and,
1: authentic, like it feels really authentic. And though. we have eaten there before, and it was really good. Mm, I had a, I had a soup. cheese cheese board because I was like went through a, a phase where I was like really picky about what I was eating, <laughs> and I, I all I wanted was went their dessert. A phase? <laughs> well, okay, I'm pretty picky about what I eat. um Yeah, and one of their Um, dessert options was like a cheese platter and I was like I want that for my main meal please so that's what I ate and it was really really good like delicious cheese dad had french onion soup and maybe a steak did someone Mm -hmm. have I feel like there was a steak at the table Mm -hmm. um and I don't remember what mum had but the food was just really good and it's so beautiful in there like it feels like a real french cafe where everything is like gold and like lots of light lit, natural yeah. light coming in it's really beautiful you've got the eiffel tower which
0: is you know it's that is it called forced perspective when mm. it feels like it's bigger than it is but it's actually really teeny and also during food and wine they have the amazing escargot which mm. the oh it's like garlic snails which honestly if you've never tried them before in, don't be put off by the snail it's like the texture of mussels mussels. Mm. so quite or like calamari so a bit rubbery but the flavor Mm. of the garlic butter in the croissant is just (sighs) my mouth is watering so i love it so much and they also have a rosé like a frosé which is Mm. a frozen rosé cocktail again super delicious when it's a really hot day A bit more expensive than you would want to pay. I think
1: it's like $12, but that's actually not Mm. the worst thing in the world. And they do the, which we've not tried yet, but it's like so high on my list of things to try, is um, an ice cream sandwich with brioche. Mm. Um, And it just looks really cool. I feel like it will be a total disaster to eat, like a complete mess. Um, But it looks really delicious. And we've not been yet to the... Is it the patisserie? I don't know what what it's called actually. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, and I really want to go because they've got like a really really yummy looking cheese and bacon, um, like savoury croissant pastry. Thing, something. I love the way you describe stuff, and you don't know. It looks so, so good, and um, it must be good in there because we've. The reason why we never tried it is that we've done it like two or three times where we've gone and we we've like looked at the line and we've just been like the line is just so long mm. that. We decided against it. I think Molly from all years, that's her favourite quick service in Disney World. Yeah. The one in
0: the French Pavilion. Mm. And remember, you got, was it there that you got like, there's a makeup shop. Yeah. And Gabby got some makeup there, which cost like a, a gajillion dollars. Yeah. But it was when you were working there, right? It was when
1: I, yeah, when I was working there, I had like a whole bunch of, of money that I'd saved during my time there. And I was like, i could i could take it back to the uk all this money that's burning a hole in my pocket or for the like the only time that i'm ever gonna spend like thousands of dollars all in one go you I'm spent just, thousands of dollars I all about, in one go. I spent about two grand like that two thousand dollars not all in one shop um but like over i literally like i set myself like a three-day shopping spree so we did like disney on one day floridian um not Floridian, uh, the Florida Mall on another, and then the Millennium Mall on another. Oh my goodness! Um, and uh, and on the Disney day, we went to Epcot, and I bought Guerlain foundation, primer, and like setting powder. Um, and like the primer had bits of gold in it, like actual gold pieces <laughs> in the primer. Um, and I think I probably that day there in that shop spent about three hundred.
0: Dollars, oh my god, that's which, your
1: rental. Yeah, it was it, which would have included the tax. But it was so worth it. It was so much fun and it was like such a great shopping experience because they they treat you so nicely and when you're buying. <laughs> they treat you so nicely when you're buying. Yeah, but I think it was like it's like a French vibe. They were like allow us to like do your makeup for you and then you can go, you can enjoy the park for a couple hours, like see how it sits. You can then come back and if you want to buy it, you can. And I was like, "Oh my god, amazing." Mm. Um and, yeah, it was it was just really nice. They've got, like, a perfume shop there as well and lots of good-looking French people. That's, <laughs> that that has to be important on the list as well. And coming up, they're obviously expe-
0: extending their area with the new Ratatouille ride and there's oh, going to be a new be so good. place, a new bakery, I think it is, as well. So lots of good stuff coming up with the French Pavilion and I love it. I love looking mm-hmm. at it. And it's probably the one that when you first walk towards it because we tend to go to boardwalk and come into through the international gateway that way mm. which will take us either left to UK or right to France so we'll go to France and it's like huh, to the snails mm. <laughs> so coming over we're in our top three now and number three
1: is Japan yeah the Japan pavilion just like I think well, firstly, you guys—if you've listened to this podcast before—then you know that I love the kakigori, um hmm. frosted ice drink that you can get at Japan. It's so good; it's like a big, massive ball of frosted of ice, <laughs> like yeah, covered in. What I can only describe as e numbers. I mean, um, yeah, jet fuel, like Red Bull, it's not Red Bull, but it's it's like syrup basically. You can choose your different syrup flavors. I always get the rainbow, so you get all the flavors all in one, and then you can have condensed milk on the top of it as well. You can eat it with a spoon or you can eat it straight face first, which is the best way. We're then, not affiliates for this, by the way. No, She's we're just not, really passionate about it so much. <laughs> um, and then at the bottom, like the bits that have melted, you can drink it, and it's almost like drinking. This is going to sound horrible, but I like it. Um, Like cordial straight.
0: <laughs>
1: like cold, ice cold cordial straight. Oh, it's so good. Um, I love it. It's, yeah, it's something that I need to have on every single trip that I go. So that was my reason for why, my primary reason for why this is way up there.
0: I really like it as a pavilion because it's really beautiful. So you have like the Japanese blossom trees and mm. most of the plants that are there are specifically the plants and the trees that you would get in Japan it's no they've like grown that and it's Mm. and I think it's really wonderful and it's very what do you call it like there's loads of pockets of wonder yeah if you if you go for a walk and, and there's like loads of little details in different areas of this pavilion rather than it all being in one place it's all spread out like it
1: would be in Japan I'm assuming the shops are really cool. Shops, They've got so yeah. many like weird things to look at, like weird different snacks, like um, you know crisps that are like flavored like seaweed and fish, <laughs> like, and yeah, mystery
0: bags of food.
1: Yeah, and then and then the same with little toys. You can get like really weird little like cats. Like cat toys, where the cat is dressed in like different fancy dress costumes and they're all key rings. Or the "The cat's dressed dressed like a a, sushi. Yeah, cat dressed like a sushi. It's like so weird, but super cute. I feel like this is one of those pavilions where it's a bit like an oblivion. Like you go in at 12 noon and then you don't come out till four o'clock and you've literally been spending all your time looking, like picking up individual things and being like, hey, have you seen this? Mm. Um, To whoever it is that you're with. And then they've got the little sort of museum section as well where mm-hmm. they have um they have different exhibitions, uh, exhibits. Um but the one when we were there was all about cuteness it's and like still there, is actually? it still there because with everything that's gone on, because Molly From
0: Oli is one and it was still there.
1: Yeah, it's like, what
0: is that?
1: So it was all about how like one of the things that fascinates the Japanese culture is like really cute things, so things like Hello Kitty and stuff like that I guess, but the way that that comes across into like fashion and food and like decor and all the rest, it's quite cool to look at and again there's definitely parts of it that are like feel a bit creepy, yeah, um, but it's also quite fun and unique to look at. And, and your saki bar.
0: You'll know as well, sorry, but just still Wonder. inside the shop. Inside the shop, you'll also, you can have an experience with the kids or with yourself where you can get yourself a pearl yeah. from one of the oysters, which is always fun. Yeah. And they is. really put on a good show.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's really, it's always fun to watch. uh It's. It's one of those things, actually, where whenever I'm there, I'm always hoping that someone someone else who's in the shop wants to buy an Oyster so that we can uh, buy a Pearl so that we can watch it happen. Buy an Oyster. <laughs> because I don't want I, I to actually buy it myself. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch the experience. Um, but then, yeah, there's, like, a little um, Saki bar, which it's almost like a quick service bar, isn't it? It's like you don't really, like, stay like, in. Yeah, it's like one of the, you know, cubbyhole mm. things. Yeah, and they do Saki flights, which is really great you can get three sakis on the flight and then they'll talk you through which one you're supposed to start with like which one's the sweeter one which one's the drier one and we just um, drink it and what I'm drinking yeah <laughs> and then we me and Millie we share it or oh, we have done the last couple of times because it's saki is strong if yeah, you have strong. it all it's in one. it's quite hard go. to swallow some i find I really like saki uh, but yeah so we'll we'll have like a mouthful each of each shot and and then we'll be ready to go for more fun
0: and they also have recently well in the past couple of years sorry opened Takumi Te which is mm. their signature dining which is I believe it's not as expensive as Victoria and Albert's but it's in that ballpark so it's like $150 for a tasting menu there
1: is that where they do that Wagyu beef where
0: it's yeah like which is super... like beef that melts in your mouth yeah it sounds amazing and it's definitely something I would love to do just because yeah it they do it really well anything that I've heard is like just
1: incredible and totally worth the money or Mm. good value for money so I went to um Tepanado with my friend when we went as well um, which I didn't rate to be honest but a lot of people do a lot of people really enjoy it because it's a teppanyaki restaurant so like your chef is directly in front of you and he's like grilling all the food for you on your actual table they put on a pretty good show with it like throwing the mushrooms in the air and like catching them in their hat and making the onion tower like shoot volcanic volcanic steam out of it and stuff um but for me the like the flavors of the food weren't wasn't that strong that was more than 10 years that was 12 years ago now though I think people
0: still say the same thing though which is like you're going for the experience because the food is good but it's the experience of seeing someone like Mm. throw your food in the air and into your mouth that kind of Mm. thing I would like to try it but because people have said it's like
1: yeah, it's what you'd expect rather than oh my god you got to go. Mm. I'd love to buy one of the Japanese like authentic Japanese dresses one day as well. Like the only reason why I've never bought one is because I don't have anywhere to wear it to. <laughs> but if if I knew that I was there was going to be like a fancy dress party in the UK or something when I got back and I could dress as a geisha or something yeah. then I would it would totally be worth the money because they are so beautiful I feel like you could hang it on a wall as well and it would just be a piece of artwork in your home mm. but yeah it's a lot of fun the J- Japan pavilion
0: so we're going to our number two and I bet you guys well you'll know what it's between but I wonder if you know what order it's going to be So I love this place because this would be my number one if it wasn't for the fact that we've not really eaten here before. Not even Mm -hmm. during food and wine there's not been anything that's like drawn me to it. However the quick service on the next trip I'd really love to try and it is Morocco. Morocco I love it only in the past couple trips have I really grown an appreciation for the detailing Mm -hmm. and the whole aesthetic and all of the shops and everything that they have there is just it feels so immersive Mm -hmm. it's incredible I love that
1: yeah you feel like you're in a a genuine moroccan bazaar like mm-hmm. market where you, there's like all of these little rooms that are all connected by beautiful little archways to walk through into different sections and um all of the sort of stuff that we are into like aside from disney as well so they've got incense and they've got sequined cushion covers and um henna and stuff like that it's it, it's like it's definitely our bag mm. like um tea light holders and very very light things and all the rest of it and then and that's like over the one side and then over the other side is i feel like it's got to be one of disney's best kept secrets the like how quiet it is mm. in the um there's like these beautiful mosaic hallways that you can walk down and walk into different these different rooms and whenever we're there it's always like dead quiet and it's a great spot for like taking artsy photographs that are not like your standard Disney photos, but where you might, I don't know, if you've got a business or something like that and you want to take some branding photos, it's a really cool, like and quiet spot. It's like really shady as well there, which is really nice and it's it's definitely all about the the vibe. They've got that performer called Mo Rockin'. <laughs> that we we only again we've never really stopped to like listen intently but you can hear the performer there um and there's a woman like doing belly dancing and that's really cool as well and the food does look good like Mm -hmm. like we said we've only really gone when there's been a food festival so
0: and the food that's usually on offer at morocco doesn't really draw me in however the food inside the quick service which is like kebabs and really gorgeous mm. Moroccan salads and chickpea stuff and all that and hummus and all of that falapple. I really falafel mm. I really want to try that on the next trip regardless of if we go during a festival or
1: not yeah because we're really into like tapas sort of dining as well and I get the impression that it's all like little little plates that like you can get a lot of little plates and then they do um tagine meals as well if you're into something that's like going to be heavier but i think dad had something on a food um, food festival that was really nice it was like a lamb lamb on a stick like kebab thing yeah. i think i don't know With if like that a was pesto Mor-
0: drizzle that's in the australia pavilion oh, it? and oh. it, is, it is really good, yeah, it really
1: good. <laughs> it's really good it's really i definitely thought that was going to be a moroccan style thing he might have tried something though because dad's into moroccan food like kebabs mm. and stuff so i, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised yeah it's it's a really nice place to be and to just have a little wonder and and I don't think it's it to me it definitely feels like one of the quieter pavilions as well which I don't understand <laughs> I don't get it Yeah I think it's more because
0: maybe because the the dining options aren't as popular even mm. if they are good they're not as popular and maybe also the, the... there's
1: no like rides or attractions there's just yeah. entertainment i think maybe for for picky eaters picky eaters may be more apprehensive about morocco than they would of other the other pavilions so that might be a part of the thing mm. is like if you if someone said to you what is moroccan food and you hadn't been to disney or you hadn't looked at the menus for the morocco pavilion apart from kebabs and i probably wouldn't even say kebabs because i don't even think of kebabs as being moroccan (laughs) like when i go to the kebab shop i don't think like oh i'm gonna have a moroccan tonight (laughs) like so i think a lot of people wouldn't even know yeah like what to expect so that might be part of it
0: so then, of course, our very last one, which has not changed over the years, as being our favourite, is Mexico! Mexico! <laughs> and it's funny because we've not actually eaten, like, we've not eaten in, in the restaurant inside there or anything, yeah. but it's just been a firm favourite for its atmosphere, for the ride, mm. the, three cab- the three caballeros, caballeros. <laughs> three caballeros. <laughs> and also... The tequila bar, the food and wine options, the view for the fireworks, mm. the decor, everything. Yeah. It's just, it's never let us down.
1: I like with the Moroccan pavilion how it all, I, I like things to feel contained. <laughs> no, that sounds weird, but it's like, I know, uh, you know where you stand, like, mm. with Morocco, so... It's easy. It's easy to navigate. It's easy to like meet up with someone. It's easy to say like, oh, if you're going to the toilet, I'll get the margaritas and we'll meet right here. It feels like very like a very fuss-free pavilion, um, where you've got there's there's a restaurant that's outside of the main structure, which I've eaten at with when I was there with my friend. Um, it's a quick service and it was super delicious massive gigantic portions like you could easily mm. have like separate it into three meals um especially if you're like snacking elsewhere around world showcase we i think we had um enchiladas or mm. something like that but then you get so they get this massive enchilada like two enchiladas a ton of rice like a massive load of salad as well it was just so oh, so good i'm so hungry and we could and we <laughs> sat outside like looking over the lake which was really nice um the margarita stand for me a margarita is like a margarita like i could get a margarita anywhere but it is nice that there's like loads of different types of margarita there that you could choose from it's always super busy as well there yeah they're pretty pricey busy. but
0: i would i think the next trip i'm well, the next trip I'm going all in with everything, because it will have been so long since we've been. Yeah. I'm just, I want margarita, I want
1: tequila flight, I want all of it. Yeah. <laughs> queso. The queso, I definitely want to get, we've never had it before, but the queso um, dip from the Carvajal tequila, which is inside the um, the pyramid. Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, there's a bee flying around. It's a wasp, that's even worse. A wasp. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that queso looks really good. The del tequila looks like a really cool spot to have a drink. Um, the shopping area is just so, so much fun. Like, you've got to try a sombrero on and not buy it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like that's what everybody does. I even put one on, tried to put it on Walter on the last trip. Hated it. He was not having any of it. Um and yeah the the ride is just so fun and I'm like really fun. I'm like I really don't want them to change it but uh, there's like whispers I mean mm. I feel like there's always whispers that they're going to change it and like take do you remember recently did Molly go on it and one of the like the... yeah
0: Donald was replaced with a plant in, like, Donald in the had final t- scene <laughs> yeah Donald was replaced
1: with the plant and I think like they w- when we say that what we mean is they literally like they'd taken the animatronic Donald off the stage in the final scene and they'd put a plant with yeah. a sombrero in his place, yeah, like explain <laughs> like someone, please <laughs> make oh, sense yeah. of that to us, but I, I think they'll probably
0: want to replace it obviously with something to do with cocoa which yeah.
1: wouldn't
0: it wouldn't suck, I wouldn't dislike that, yeah, but and I, I do would love want Coco. to have some kind of homage yeah. to the three caballeros
1: because it's just such a classic because it used to not even have the three caballeros in it I think or it did but it didn't have Donald the, like when we first ever used to go on it I don't think it had any Disney characters I think it was just like going through Mexican mm. memorabilia and stuff Um. so yeah and and I really want to try that restaurant that's in there even though the reviews tend to be a bit, like, lackluster. Nine times out of ten, the reviews aren't good. Yeah, but the, but it just looks like such a nice why, though, setting to eat say, like, how can you go
0: with Mexican food. Mm. But, but it is true, so many people are just like, it's just not really that, it's just not that
1: great. Mm. So. I wonder if it's, like, if it's noisy, if it's, like, quite a noisy restaurant as well, because you've got all of the noise from the pavilion and from the ride. Mm. Um but it looks it looks very nice like it definitely looks nice so that is our top 11 (laughs) and
0: yeah Mexico has not changed from our favorite through the years and I don't know if it will but once I try eating food at Morocco maybe that'll change especially because I like being outside and outdoors whereas Mexico's all indoors. Mm. Which that's what I like about that as well. How it's yeah. different. It's the it's, only one that's kind me, of fully indoors. As
1: well, Mexico the Mexico Pavilion feels like a pavilion that I only really enjoy at nighttime, though weirdly. Mm. Because it is dark in there and it feel like in there it is nighttime. So mm-hmm. it's a bit odd to like do it during the day.
0: Mm. Okay. So let us know guys what your what your ranking is let us know if some of the places we mentioned that you agree with some places you think we're just not got the right idea about and tell us why and you, you know where to reach us it's on twitter at the duo po or on instagram the duo podcast <laughs> or facebook but mo- mostly instagram yeah. and if you're listening to this please pass it on to your friends who you think would love it as well share it in the disney facebook groups because it makes it makes our day when we see that someone's recommended our podcast on there and we will speak to you next week with a bit of a part two to this yeah take care you guys